Good evening, LTG gang. This is your girl, Lyric, a.k.a. I go by L, as you already know. Um, How y'all doing tonight? I just hope, you know, that y'all are being safe as always. I hope that you're feeling, you know, warm, uh, encouraged. I actually wanted to get on and talk about something that was near and dear to my heart. Something that I felt, you know, needed to be discussed. Because it's something that we oftentimes tend to ignore or tend to avoid. Or we allow situations in our lives to determine whether we should feel that or not. And people tell us that we shouldn't. So tonight, the topic that we're going to talk about is depression. It's deep. And it runs very deep. Um, I will, you know, put myself out there a little bit more on this one. That's something, like I said, that's near and dear to me. Something I feel like we often avoid. So, all right, here we go. So, as many of you know, and some that don't, um, depression is being a lot more overlooked now because people are starting to become uh, more uh, self-proclaiming in it. You know, they're more, they're, they're saying more, oh, I suffer from depression. I suffer from severe depression. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And now that they're able to voice what they're going through is all of a sudden now seems to be a fad. You know, you, you're, oh, well, that person's getting this much, um, uh, getting people to feel sorry for them because of this. So now I'm going to say it too. So now everybody's going around saying they're depressed. Um, but let me tell you from someone who does suffer from depression, I myself <clears throat> suffer from depression. I'm not ashamed of it. It's something that I've battled with for a long time. Um, with depression comes suicidal thoughts. It comes and crying spells. It can be, uh, days that you remember that are significant, the days of someone's passing or, significant birthdays um it can be from really anything mine actually first started growing up as a child I was I grew up in a single parent home um and my mom did the best she could with three girls but it was always that piece of me that knew okay I have my father I have a father I know of him he knows me but he's not active in my life and it, it affected me in a very powerful way it made me feel unwanted it made me feel insecure. It made me feel just like some like I used to question, well, what's wrong with me? Why why doesn't my daddy want me? What's wrong with me that he doesn't want to be here? Or I even at some point used to be mad at my mom, you know, like, okay, well, maybe if y'all would have worked it out, he'd be here. And, you know, it, it got to the point where I got older, where I had to realize, okay, it's not her fault and it surely isn't mine. But why doesn't he love me? So... Um, it took really for me to, I, I never forget the day that I was actually trying to going to commit suicide and I felt really, like I said, nobody loved me. Um, so uh, at the time we were at my grandmother's house and I had just got the phone with him and he said something about something. I don't a hundred percent remember all of the conversation, something about not being there and not coming to pick me up or something like that. And I really wanted to go with him. And it was like, I guess that was the last straw for me. Um, so I, I ran to my grandmother's 12th floor balcony 
and I was going to jump off the balcony. <clears throat> and um, my grandmother, she never ran ever. You know, she was a heavy set lady, so she never ran. But, you know, like most big mamas, she going to make sure her babies are okay. So she ran after me. <laughs> she ran after me that day. And she literally held me tight and told me, she's like, you know what? No, he's not worth it. You don't do that. You, you're not going to do that. I'm not going to lose you over him. And she made sure that I knew after that moment, you know, that I knew I was loved. And that the talks that we had that night between her, myself, and my mom, it made me realize I grew up being loved. You know, my uncle stood in the gap for where my father wasn't. He bought me my first bike. He taught me how to cook. Um, so many things. And then my mom did, like I said, the best she could as far as raising me and my two sisters. But I always felt, you know, somewhat that it was my fault. And it took for the three of them to actually tell me, like, no, we love you. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that. So um, I guess that's another topic in itself, you know, being raised in a single parent household. But moving on from that, I grew to um, understand and fall in love with poetry. And I felt that it was a an outlet for me to be able to um, share my feelings, my thoughts, what I was going through, what I was dealing with. And I had teachers tell me, you know, that. Well, hey, um, poetry can be whatever you make it. There are different types of poetry, you know, and it, and it became something I used to do on a regular basis. My mom would send me to my room and I would just start writing and I would just get out everything that I needed to say. And it felt I always felt better. I always felt like a load was lifted off my chest just because I wrote it out. And years passed, you know, I was able to get over that. I still have a relationship with my father and um, we're trying to rebuild that, I guess. But there are certain parts that he doesn't know, and that's okay because I wrote them out on in my poems. I wrote them out on paper. Well, I tell him one day, probably, probably not, but you know, it it got off my chest. So that's really what I cared about. Um, but then moving forward, um, I ended up getting to a point where I was comfortable and mentally stable. To a point where I didn't think so much about the negative on certain situations that would happen. Yes, I've been through a lot of situations. I've been homeless. You know, I've been through um, in violent spells. I've been shot at. I've been robbed, you know. And a lot of things that have happened have made me have depression fits, if you will. Moments where I was just shut down on the world, shut down on people close to me and didn't feel as if I could overcome those situations so that I didn't feel as if I could be strong enough to withstand what I was currently then going through. I guess the ultimate test would be um, when, you know, seven years ago, um, I actually lost my sister to murder. And it took such a toll on me mentally, physically and emotionally, so much so where I actually re re um, uh, turned towards alcoholism to feel like I can just heal temporarily, that it would it would numb what I was feeling. But in reality, it didn't work. And let's just keep it real. I'm, I'm going to be completely vulnerable to you all right now. It did not work. <clears throat> it meant nothing to just sit there drinking, thinking, okay, I'm, I'm okay, thinking I can handle, thinking I can cope. This is going to make it better. When knowing that once that alcohol wears off, the next day, those feelings are still there. So I went through a point where I actually wanted to commit suicide. And I actually attempted, but it never worked. 
you know, and I'm like, okay, well, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Why is this even happening this way? Excuse me. And it got to a point where I had to figure out what I was doing next. And I was like, okay, well, I have, like I said, I have a younger sister, you know, and I felt like she was mad at me. I felt like my mom was mad at me. I felt so many things that nobody said, but my brain was telling me that this is what I was supposed to feel. So that's what I went with. And I shouldn't have listened. Um, but you know, when you're going through something like that, that's the type of situation, you're you're not thinking clearly. You're not seeing the the light of what you should be seeing. You're just going straight to darkness, and that's not a place to be. It's not a secure place to be. Um, so then I got back to, to the point of going into writing again because I did take a little brief time of not writing as much. Um, and I ended up writing a book called Tears of a Giant where I wanted to kind of um, be the giant that I am and fight through what I was dealing with at that particular time. So I decided to not let that defeat me, but instead let it encourage me to talk to other people. Let it encourage me to be able to give someone else some encouragement some uplifting, you know, that it doesn't have to just be the automatic negative side that you see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, again, pushing forward. I'm, I'm not over her passing in that situation, but I am in a better mental place. And that's what I can be more, most appreciative of is that I'm in a mental place, you know, um, a more stable place. And then a uh, fast forward again, you know, and now almost two years ago, losing my grandmother. And um, that took the most out of me because I got to the point of literally all the way through holding her hand until I could no longer feel any warmth from it. And I'm still dealing and I still have my moments. Um, <clears throat> I still have my fits of depression and I did attempt to commit suicide also, but I had, it's weird because they always say that the Lord sends a ram in the bush. So I had a friend of mine that at the particular times that something would happen that I'm trying to do to myself, she would call and I'm like, okay. All right. And then, you know, and I don't know if a lot of you do that, but I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What is, what's going on? And Nothing I did ever worked. So now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I need to help other people figure out how to deal with loss. Because loss, when it's the people that are close to you, it becomes hard to handle. It becomes hard to cope with. And you find yourself weak in these moments. You find yourself feeling down. But the important thing is you can't let yourself feel that. And whatever I was feeling at those particular times, I had to now get to the current moment of my life where I'm like, okay, you know what? This is what happens. Yes, you are supposed to grieve. And there's no time on grieving. I will never tell you that there is because I'm still grieving my sister. And that's seven years ago. I'm now grieving my grandmother, which is now almost two years ago. And just last year in 2018, I lost my uncle to the same thing I lost my sister to, which was murder. So I definitely can tell you that it is it. It's a trial to try to to, to find some strength 
because you often feel like, okay, there was something that I should have done. There's something that I could have done. And in that particular moment of losing my uncle, I found myself actually encouraging my other uncle, the one I said helped help my mama raise me and my mother, how to then be siblings and be able to hold your sibling that's younger than you up in that particular type of situation. My mother happens to be the older sibling of my two uncles, one that's now deceased and the other one that, like I said, helped raise me. I had to encourage her and tell her that this is what you're, how you're supposed to do. You are the big sister now, as you always have been. But now you are really like in that <clears throat> that push of being the real big sister. Like You are now that cushion that he needs to lean on. And 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 I had to actually then kind of encourage her how I was with my sister, you know, and trying to, okay, we lost one. I need to let I need to let my sister know now she got me. And I had to tell my mama, that's how you do now. Is you know, you tell your brother, he got you. Because y'all just lost a brother. So now you have to really hold on to each other even tighter because you don't want to lose each other. So I found myself being in a situation where I can kind of see where I was seven years ago with my mom and my uncle. And it was crazy. I found myself being this big ball of encouragement to both of them. And I'm like, okay, all righty. Okay. This is, this is how this goes. Yeah. And I was just, I was really just stuck. Like, okay, I'm not the strongest of the, of people to listen to, but whatever, let's go. So I guess with with all that, I kind of, I found it to where I can encourage other people with my situations and to, and, and getting to the current state that I was talking about. I found that in my times of weakness, I have been able to encourage so many other people that now can tell me and have told me this like, okay, I saw how you dealt with this. And yeah, you may, you may have, you know, felt like you wanted to fall apart, but you didn't fall apart. And yes, granted, they didn't see what I did behind closed doors when I'm by myself. But to them, in their eyes, I never fell apart. So in a way, it was like, okay, was it good and bad? The bad part was I felt false. I felt like I was living a lie because knowing every day I went home, I cry over somebody that I miss. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're showing that you're still able to function and breathe and live and push so this is what you do. This is exactly how you cope. This is exactly how you function. You keep moving. And I wanted to give you all this word of encouragement that, yes, it's rough. Yes, it's hard to deal with. But you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. You have to strive for better. And, yes, it seems hard. Believe me, I fight every single day and I'm completely allowing myself to be vulnerable and transparent to you all because I want to be able to hopefully encourage someone listening that you can make it and it's not as bad as it seems. Yes, you may have your moments where you want to commit suicide. Let me tell you, if you need to reach out to me, reach out to me, message me somewhere and I will help you. I will talk you through it. I'll talk you past it. Because I don't want nobody to ever feel as if I did. I felt like, yes, I was alone. Because being strong all the time leaves you little room to be weak. And that's exactly where I was. So I wanted to be able to let someone know that it's okay. 
It is definitely okay. It's rough, but it is okay. I find myself all the time like, okay, well, why are you, how is it you're trying to find this toughness, this sense of strength, you know, to keep pushing, to keep going? And you have to. You have to find that sense of being able to function and cope because if you don't, you fall apart. And if you fall apart, what's left for your parents? You know, what's left for your cousins, your sisters, your brothers, everyone that looks up to you, everyone that admires you, everyone that loves you. Without you, where will they be? Your own children. I'm telling you this because I want to hopefully be able to help you, even if we've never even if we never meet. I want to be able to encourage you. I want to be able to uplift you. Because, yes, like I said, I still have my moments where I cry. I still have my moments where I'm like, okay, I miss y'all. Please just reach out to me somehow. And sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I even find myself writing to them just to see if they'll write back or respond back or something. But you have to find your strength and keep going. And that's what they wouldn't want you to do. They wouldn't want you to fall apart. That's a friend. Anyone that has lost a friend through death, I have a very close one actually died of leukemia and it it tore me apart. But I could not let that stop me. I use that all. I use all of my losses now as an ammunition to keep me pushing, to keep me striving because I'm now in school. You know, I'm close to graduating. I've made some amazing friends within my school. You know, I've met some amazing people along my journey to finding and becoming a better person, to become a better version of myself. And it's amazing the journey that it took me to get to this particular point. It took me to lose people. It took me to go through a a period of hurt, of longing. It took me through anger because you go through a lot. But it meant something to me. It did. It meant definitely a lot to me to know where I was at at that particular time. I had to see myself actually fall apart to know that I have to be better for them. They would want me to be better. They would want me to keep pushing. And that's what I really wanted to to let you all know. Yes, it's hard. And I'm like I said, I can't tell you that it would be. But you have to keep going. You have to. So I'm hoping that you all found some encouragement in listening to this. I hope that you um, see me differently if you didn't already. You know, it's okay to be vulnerable because a lot of people shy off from being vulnerable at all. They hold their vulnerability in and, you know, give off this persona or I'm tough. I can handle I can take it. And we're all human. We can't. It's hard to. I'd be lying to you if I said I could. But part of me being lyrical truth is I give you my truth. And I can only hope that you accept it. All right. Well, that's my time. I've taken up enough of your time tonight. So I will end it here with regardless to what you think. I love you. What people don't tell you. I love you. And I'm hoping you get in the mirror and you say it to yourself. Say the same phrase. I love you while you're looking in the mirror. So from me to you, be safe, be easy, 
Live your truth. Peace.